You are listening to The Sauna Show, a podcast that explores new ways to combat modern life and reclaim your health and vitality. My name is Sebastian Miro and I'm the CEO of Clearlight Saunas International and a passionate entrepreneur and health enthusiast. I'm sitting down with scientists, holistic health practitioners and change makers in the wellness space to talk about all things detox, health and happiness. I think we all relate to the stress and busy modern lifestyle that you can experience when you try to balance work, relationships, family, friends and time for yourself probably as well. You might get to a point where you're completely exhausted and depleted, don't know how to get any further or how to even function properly. We brought in the founders of the City K franchise, Tim and Jeremy who offer floats, infrared saunas and other services who balance these types of things. And they don't start with their customers, they actually start with their employees and themselves. And it's a great analogy to your own life when you look at how they make sure that they have peak mental performance, are in great physical shape, and most important of all, they're happy people. It's very inspiring to see, without further ado, here are Tim and Jeremy from CityCave. To give you... Give, give the listeners, but also me, a little bit of background. How did you actually get into the whole wellness space and having this idea? Like, was there a particular reason why you, why you moved into the wellness and health space? It's a, it's a great question, and I guess it's, it's a great way to start this, this podcast. And Jeremy and I, we, we have the exact same story. We've been business partners for a long time, so we'll be able to kind of chime in and out to, to um, I guess, amplify the the experience of, of what's actually going on in, in our world at the moment it's I guess it all started from um, you know we came from a construction background and then we moved into into the retail space so we we're into, in home textiles um, that came with a lot of issues importing um, products and selling them and moving sites and um, you know all the all the fun and games that come with being being in the retail space and um, we had an opportunity to exit from our business uh, at that stage, not really knowing where we were going to go after the sale process happened. Um, and in the middle of uh, negotiations, we found flotation therapy, which is obviously, as, as you know, a, a fundamental key part of our business, um, as well as sauna and massage. Um, and, you know, we had a friend tell us, you know, you guys are going through this transitional stage in your life. Uh, there's this amazing thing called flotation therapy. It's a place where you can focus and, and almost have a meeting with yourself. It's, a, it's a, an amazing tool for focusing. So we thought, shit, well, obviously we're out in our life at the moment. That sounds fantastic. You're in an amazing, comfortable environment and warm water and all this kind of stuff. So we booked in um, in Brisbane City and we shot down and tried tried it for the first time and without having any intentions about creating a business around it. I didn't even, we, we had no idea that we wanted to actually go into that health space. And um, we both walked out and we had an amazing experience each in different pods and we sat out there and had, had a cup of tea and walked out onto the busy Queen Street and we both looked at each other after having this profound experience, like this incredible experience in this flotation therapy tank. Um, and we both kind of looked at each other and at the exact same time, almost like a movie, we both looked at each other and said, <laughs> business idea. <laughs> you know, we just found that, that there's, there's a lot of wellness in a lot of different areas in our society, but we felt like nobody's really bringing it in under one banner and under a proper brand. Um, you know, we have gyms, which are great to keep people fit. And, and obviously going to the gym is great for mental health, but we wanted to try to create another element of 
of having an experience-based membership where people can come in and they can sauna, they can get a massage or have a float in the middle of the day, at the end of the day, at the start of the day, whenever, um, just added in, into their routine. So we decided to go down the stage of, cre uh, the, of creating a brand and, and pushing it out there. We did a whole bunch of research and development and, and City Cave was kind of born and we ran a mile away from retail and, and you know, going into this industry for us has been incredible. Um, you know, having a product that we can, we can sell somebody, so we're selling somebody a better lifestyle. It's, um, you know, it's, it's the ultimate reciprocity where uh, somebody comes in and uses a service, has a fantastic experience, they come out, they pay money and then walk out the door and, and live a better life for it. It's not that we've had to do a sale and a campaign to trick somebody to buy a product that they don't actually need. Everybody needs these services. So I don't know, Jeremy, if you want to add to that. Yeah, I think that I'll just add to, I, I mean, a lot of that stuff's kind of retrospect. You know, we, we look back and go, oh, so what was it that really attracted us? And I think that like Tim said, like we had a good, experience individually like in i've had anxiety you know as a young kid i know tim had has had the same or we're just high functioning um add kids or something like that but uh we were you know if it was just it became like this really feel good feeling that that i got from the tank and it and it was this disconnection thing it was like getting away from your phone having time out not being able to be contacted all these kinds of things were like oh man that's what it feels like to be you know back by myself again um and then that, i think that's what really fueled it for me was just like wow like most people now we're so connected and we're almost you know blind to how connected we are with our you know social media platforms our computer screens everything that we've got and i think yeah it just kind of it was a bit of a, a wake-up call it was like a slap in the face almost and that was when i was like this I, this is definitely a business idea it has to be because I, if anyone else can feel what I'm feeling right now, like I'd pay for that. I'll, I'll continue yeah. to pay for that. I'll become a member of that. I'll do whatever it takes. So yeah, yeah, I guess that's pretty much where it started, but yeah, a lot of it in retrospect now, I mean, yeah, we, the industry has just, we've just enveloped ourselves in it and it's just been absolutely amazing. I can't imagine a different industry because, you know, construction, retail, whatever, whatever else it is, it's, you don't always get the feeling of making other people feel good about themselves. Yeah. And that's, I think that's, that's a sign of a really modern thinking business. I think that where it goes to anyway, you know, like businesses aren't opportunists as much as trying to support actually their customers and giving them something they actually need and want. I, I think mm. that's, that's, that's really awesome. And um, it's, it's, I think it's it's not unique that you f that we find things in our lives that we think, oh, you know, this is really really good. I should tell my friend about it. Mm -hmm. But I think what is unique and it is what what is really hard and it hardly ever happens is that people think that, and then they act on it in a way that it works because there are quite a few steps in between. Because I'm sure you like you know if people go to a great massage therapist, I should do a course and do this for my partner, you know, this would be a small goal, but even that might not happen. Or, you know, I should open that massage place myself because this is so good. Everyone should experience that. But it's one thing to think that, and it's a very, very different thing to come up with a system that actually then works and really conveys, I guess, what you have experienced and what you want to share with others. And I think that's the best way businesses are born. They're forged from having a founder that actually believes in it. It's not just, it's not sitting down and writing numbers and spreadsheets, which we obviously have had to do as well before we created a business model, but that is not the driver. For us, it was never a financial gain. We, we walked out of our first ever float experience and said, 
everybody needs to know about this. Like we need everybody to get on this bandwagon. And and that's been our whole ethos up until now, you know, we're, and we're constantly learning from our franchisees on the front line and getting these, these really great stories of people coming in and experiencing whatever they're experiencing in a city cave. And, um, and that is how incredible businesses are built of a solid, like honest foundation. How did you come across it? It's literally like, um, it's the ultimate marketing sales funnel tool. You would be dealing with this in your business in a day-to-day basis as well. It's word of mouth. Somebody somebody who we trust that we know, it was actually Jeremy's brother there, spoiler alert. <laughs> he told us about it and he, and, he, and, and he literally said, this can change your life. You guys are going to absolutely love it. You know, it wasn't an ad that we saw on Facebook or um, a fly that came in the mailbox. It was somebody that we trust and care about telling us, hey, you, you, you should do this because I care about you. I'll, I'll inject there as well. I, the funny thing about it is my brother actually hadn't even tried it. <laughs> oh great <laughs> and, it, and it really wasn't until we had our fifth location that he went down that was closer to his place that he actually bloody tried the thing anyway wow that's amazing he, he, and he heard about it on a podcast so that's how powerful these things are you know like and, and jeremy and i we love the opportunity to get on a podcast with people like yourself and talk about it because this is a really trusted channel of communication now and people can make up their own minds yeah and, and, and i guess it's that same thing like if if for if for whatever reason one person that's listening right now ends up trying it and it mm. changes their life we've done a good thing yeah. and I, I guess this is the the yeah, like I was saying before, it's the fuel for this business. It's the fuel for what we do is knowing that every single dollar that is spent within the doors of our business and, you know, what we do is for the better of someone else. And it's just like, I can't think of a better industry or even brand or business that I could be in. I feel like I'm definitely in the wellness space for life. That's the kind of sentiment that comes from it we drank the (laughs) (laughs) kool-aid i'm I'm sure you you also mimic probably what what you would love to uh other people to experience on on a on a regular base like what would what would look your lifestyle on a normal um on a normal day probably talk about stressful times right right now that we we used you know not not that long ago had but like just in 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 a regular day like what what would you do to keep the energy up to actually pull something off as big as City Cave? I think the, I might jump in first. I, one of those things for me, uh, I mean, it, it, to start anything um, and to get fulfillment from life, I think you need two critical things. One of them is routine and the other one is discipline. Um, and you find and practice a lot of these things in exercise is a, is a huge one where you can practice discipline and routine. And also, you know, looking after yourself, like going to a float or a sauna or something like that. So uh, a day-to-day for me is, uh, I mean, I'm, I've picked up this running thing. I don't know why, but I started running probably because of COVID. And I, and or I, maybe your brother told you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, who knows? Anyway, so I've picked up this running thing. So I'm running quite a bit. I go to the gym for morning and when I get an opportunity or I feel that my body needs it because you become quite intuitive with yourself um, when, oh, sorry, in tune with yourself when you, you know that you're stressed and you're not functioning the way that you would like to, because you've functioned at a higher level before, you know that it, I, I need a massage. I need a sauna. I need a float. You, you start to really identify those things. So I, I guess they're kind of a little bit impromptu just because I've got the benefit of having one down, down the road. I'm actually in one right now. 
Um, so I can I can go and pop in as much. Whereas for other people, I think routine and regular, you know, sauna use and memberships really do work for the the average Joe. But that's me. Yeah, exercise and I fast every day, and also try and eat relatively well and not drink too much every day <laughs> but that's about it for me yeah i'll just add to that i guess i'm very much the same as jeremy in, in that um you know routine is everything and starting the day strong is really really important making sure that you push yourself before you come to work and there's a there's a really good book by um david goggins it's called i think it's called nothing can hurt me or can't hurt me or something oh, yeah, like yep, that yep. really cool book can't recommend it it's can't I recommend it highly enough. It's super good. He talks about like really hammering yourself in the morning. So then you you um, defeat this huge goal before you even get to work and then nothing can really hurt you. It's it, You have a, an angry person on the phone or, or you forget something or, you know, an, an, an email doesn't land the way that it should. You're not so hard on yourself because you've kind of put yourself through hell in the morning. You've really pushed yourself and like Jeremy said before, work that kind of discipline muscle. Um, for us, and it would be the same as you, Sebastian, running a company, it takes a, it's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of other people relying on you at any one time. So you can sometimes, when you're calling the shots, you can get a little bit lazy with certain things. So you need to be making sure that you pull it in line. And for me, there's not one storybook routine that I do. I, I'm very much um, about people should do whatever whatever is accessible for them, whatever is comfortable for them to do. Um, and for me, I change it every month or two months. I'll throw it on its head and it might be, you know, getting up at 5 a.m. and reading a book for an hour before I even get out of bed and then go and train and then get to work. Or um, at the moment, I've uh, part joined up with Orange Theory. It's kind of like a, an American style franchise gym where there's extreme running on a treadmill, like sprinting in the morning, which I was never a runner, but I'm absolutely loving it. And I'm coming to walk. We've got stairs. It's really cruel. We have stairs at work that we have to walk up in the mornings, but um, but making sure we're having time for recovery. So ma massage, sauna, um, we're upgrading one of our city caves at the moment and I get to take one of the old saunas home. We're obviously putting in the new clear light ones, which we're friggin' excited about. So I get to have one at home and Jeremy does too. So my October routine is going to be saunering, you know, every day before I even leave the house, which is, which is pretty, I'm pretty lucky to have that opportunity. Are you both sauna, um, a morning sauna users? You do that in the morning, both of you? I'm a morning sauna. It depends on what I want to do. If I, mm. if I sauna in the afternoon, I can't wake up the next day. So, <laughs> so I sauna in the morning. It gives me energy and I, I launch into my day. I've always been a mourner, a mourner, a morning sauna person, mourner person. That kind of works. Write that down, Jeremy. That's your marketing <laughs> campaign. Um, uh, but I, I think... I'm going to try doing nighttime. I like the idea of elevating my heart rate and having a good sweat out before I go to bed. Um, me and the missus are going to probably play with that for a little bit and see how much that changes. Cool. Yeah. I think it depends really where you are in terms of, you know, energy levels as well, exhaustion levels. I'm yeah. like for me, when I'm really, really energetic and I have a really good run, good, I like a really good, good week where, where things just work out. I can't do it in the morning, but um, when it comes to, I'm already exhausted or quite exhausted, didn't get enough sleep, 
then uh, the night is so much better because in the morning it just relaxes me too much and the body just says actually you need more sleep anyway just come down again yeah yeah <laughs> that's the beauty if you're listening to your body you can make those calls and, and you might go one month having it at night one month in the morning you've just got to work out what, whatever else is happening in your life i guess that's the hardest thing like in a perfect beautiful world you'd be getting up in the morning and just living and breathing health and wellness and you know not not going to work and stressing but unfortunately we live in a society where you need to juggle both and, and that's different for everybody so i guess it's about trying to figure out what's what is going to work for you without having to bring up excuses all the time that you have to try to overcome and it, it, it is balance i mean that's what our our brand's even about you know it's one of our core values is balance and city and the cave it's like the balance between the man-made versus the naturally formed um thing so yeah i guess it's that's what life is and one thing that i will add actually as part of like routine and trying to keep sane and happy is actually spending time in community as well like and whether that whether that's your family whether that's your girlfriend or uh, friends and people around you and in different network groups i think that's really important um, to sanity check yourself almost i think if you start to veer away and you, your ideas are becoming quite harsh and you're driving the, the chain too hard community is really quick to pull you in line your girlfriend your family yeah. whoever your friends are like whoa man you're like yes. really acting out at the moment you're always stressed you're always yes. tired it's really important to have them to keep you as a as a as a waypoint or, or a check-in like an accountability partner i guess it, it, yeah. yeah and i found it's it's so valuable to have one person con continuously in your life like I, I you know if, if you're a social butterfly and you know you're dancing so many different parties like every every night somewhere else or connecting with different people all the time but there's no continuum i guess that you know you wouldn't probably call that really um you know like yeah really well that would be just socializing in, in some ways but I, I certainly see the difference when i started about three or four months ago to have a night walk i lived at the beach so every night with a uh, just when it got dark, seven seven thirty, uh, one of my best friends comes over and we go for a, a two-hour walk uh, in the dark at the beach. And um, it took some months actually, because previously we were really busy. He owns a business too, and really busy um, and never connecting. And so the first couple of times we caught up, it was just a catch-up. But as as you do this continuously, it started that we pulled each other in in line or just flagged like, hey, you know, like. You seem, you seem different today you know, because people see you, you know, every week and, and therefore they can actually indicate when something is a little bit out of line. So, yeah, I'm so with you and yeah, I'm silly that I haven't thought about that earlier, I thought. And you know what's hard with, sorry, I was just going to say, it's, it's funny that what you're describing, it, it's quite uncommon for men to go and do something like that. You know, it's, it's women sit, sit down and they'll talk to each other and, oh, he's horrible, she, look, get rid of him or whatever. You know, they're very comfortable just expressing each other. Women are great, at, absolutely great at that. Um, men, we seem to go and do this, um, this thing where we go and have shoulder-to-shoulder catch-ups. It's not face-to-face. -face. It's always like watching the footy or, or you're going to the pub and you're sitting there having a beer or whatever, you know, and we don't sit there and talk about our feelings and things like that, whereas going and doing a walk and getting out in nature and actually spending more time than what you need to to just keep a friend around is so important because that you really do deroute a lot of that that deep-down stuff that really matters. Yeah, and, and, and the other, yeah, I completely agree and, and you can see why isolation and you know this pandemic has been really challenging for people is because we're not getting that same you know community check-ins and you know physical interaction and you know seeing someone's body language and 
the way that they're wearing themselves and what their stress levels are and, you know, how they're coping. You can't see that when you're, you know, you can try your best when you're behind a screen, but a lot, a lot of our body language is hidden underneath here. So I'm doing, I'm doing lots of stuff. I'm like playing <laughs> Thumb Wars by myself, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's, it, it's becoming more and more important to people to under, having an understanding that we actually need each other and we need to, um, yeah, spend time in front of each other, beside each other, whatever it is, doing things collectively as a community. I think is really important. What, what would you, what would you add in terms of your routine for your sort of mental well-being, other than community? Like, do you have any techniques or any any, any systems that you use to sort of balance that one as well out? I think as mental slash emotional. Yeah, I I um I sometimes regularly do um i see a psychologist for performance when i'm feeling good or i'm feeling bad um generally if i'm feeling good that's they're going to keep me on the right track and sort of give me understanding as to why i'm feeling this way if i'm feeling bad they can steer me back into the direction and get me back onto my goals so that's one thing i listen to podcasts tim reads um and then yeah i i guess floating is the is the other obvious low-hanging fruit for me because i get to go in and confront all my thoughts, confront what's happening in my day, confront all the tabs I've got open inside my brain and start to slowly work through them and, and yeah, <laughs> work out myself more than anything. And I, I guess in terms of when, when you, when you create a wellness company and, and your, your customer, obviously the focus for them is, is really looking after them and bringing something to them that helps them in their life in so many different ways and so many different facets how how do you look after your people because i i would assume that you probably approach not knowing you you you're quite you guys quite well um you probably have a similar approach when it comes to your staff as well i, I guess it's it's the the ultimate like fundamental rule of building a, a company is you need to make sure that your people are are okay first and foremost before you expect them to kind of ooze that to the customers because we are in like a a natural comfortable work environment we're not in a slave driving sales style business so um for us all of our staff's mental and physical health is is number one for us and we do lots of team activities going back to the comment jeremy was making before about people holding you accountable we all do it to each other in the office we you know every every friday at one o'clock someone puts up their hand on the on monday to say who's going to take their the hour of power on the friday and um, I had it last week and last week I had um, a lady by the name of Lisa Dixon come in and take us through a beautiful meditation for an hour. Um, we had a stretch class um, one Friday. We've uh, got another one coming up this Friday, which is a secret, which I know because I helped organize it, <clears throat> just saying. Um, and, and I guess that's that's the, the most fundamental important thing is that we're all looking after those those areas of our life and then the rest becomes that, that kind of byproduct. I think, yeah, what you, what you do is you, you have to become a high-functioning, uh, high-performing person to, you know, run and scale a business in the way that we are. And along the way, you learn what those things are that help you be high-functioning and high-performing and I guess it's trying to disseminate that to our staff and make sure that they're doing those things so that they're high performing and high functioning within our brand as well. So, because everyone has their own set of skills and I'm not a professional in well any area really <laughs> other than cool backgrounds, but um, <laughs> they, uh, everyone has their own 
specific set of skills and to get their brain and their body functioning in a, in a specific way to get the best performance out of it so that it can help support the franchisees and deliver our product to customers. It's about leaning on the things that we've learned in the, in the time and then making sure that our staff are doing those exact things or following that methodology and leading by example with it as well. It's really important. There's, there's simple things that you can do in this sort of environments where, you know, we, we all share podcasts between each other. That's kind of like, Oh, I, I know Alex from marketing. She'll really appreciate this, this podcast from somebody in America that's that she would have never ever listened to in another, another life books, you know, recommend books to people or even um, we, we love connecting people like Sebastian someone in your company if they were coming to Brisbane I would love them to go out for a coffee with someone in our organization because that's how we learn that's that's how we've always learned and I think that there's something really organic about not having an expectation or a deliverable at the end of a of a task or or a a kind or a gesture to distill sort of what what you're describing would you say that people have sort of free time similar to what google would say 20 percent of your time you can do what you want um like do you guys have less of a of a structured day for your employees or do you just give freedom for do certain things um look to be honest we are all really busy <laughs> we we all absolutely hammer away to the point where we actually do schedule in these times we have flexibility where you know people can work from home if they feel like it um we do we provide a really cool head office here that people want to come to i couldn't wait for covid to end so i could run back to work we actually pulled the curtains down and snuck in here one time everyone parked out the back and came up so we all missed each other so much it's kind of yeah, sad. yeah but um but yeah like i i think in the future when we're when we're not so emerging um we we potentially can be looking at creating a little bit more flexibility but at the moment we owe it to our franchisees to be you know absolute pedal to the metal and like jeremy said before all high high performing so um yeah i wouldn't be i wouldn't say that we're as flexible as google but watch the space <laughs> i think we, yeah we, we have our scheduled things you know like on a monday morning we do our, our meeting and we go through everything and make sure everyone's got tasks and goals that we're trying to complete and they put their hand up where they need help and that sort of thing and then the other thing is obviously the thing that we do on friday we're actually doing 10ks every morning as well on a friday um with the team and then we do the one o'clock thing. So outside of that, oh, I think oh, everyone 10 just... you like you go for a run for 10 Ks. Uh, it's a bit of a run walk. Um, wow. David, one of our, one of our employees actually, I'll, I'll divulge a bit of information. Um, one of our employees, David was uh, working for a previous company. I think about 12 months ago, or 18 months ago, he was 130 kilos. He's now just hit 92 kilograms and wow. in a bid to keep that, going and keep on that trend we are um, doing this 10ks in the morning and wednesday mornings we do boxing with a guy that we sponsor um who's the now australian champion and australasian champion which is good um yeah so yeah 10ks run walk so we get we we will get to a stage where we'll all run it we're preparing for uh the spartan race yeah we're doing the spartan on the 27th of november so um we all need to make sure that we're in pretty good shape for that. That's really cool. I, I, I've, um, it strikes a couple of chords in me when I hear that. I think one, when you, you talk a lot about team as family and you know, people missing each other, and I think this is just, that comes back to community. And you know, I heard recently, you know, the team, they are, you almost have to treat people in your team like volunteers because no one has to work nowadays anymore, really. You, know, like mm. you would get by without it. Sorry if the connection is a bit patchy. 
um, and um, seeing this as like, okay, you know, like if people, people don't come just for the money to work. In fact, that's not the main driver for most people, um, you know, after you hit sort of like the base, the base income and, and to, to keep people motivated or just have really fun and, and just make it a coherent, good vibe. Um, there's so much more. So we, we found in our business, um, we have Wednesday lunches. They're, they're made by a local person, mostly organic and, um, interesting food like it's 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 not just it's not, not pizza it's, it's more like you know like a particular a particular flavor so it's mexican so you can put it together yourself and and our indian with different options and so on and and that modular system alone gives people freedom and they can do what they want so that feels good and then you sit all down we, we created spaces in our office where where we can all sit together and um, it's something that we look forward to now for the community for the special treat because normally you don't bring lunches like that with 10 different options right you just normally bring a lunch or whatever or go for lunch and and all these little things you know that it, it takes an intent to make a better working place but once that's in place you know it's just it needs to be ordered and people need to have it in their calendar and that's all it takes but um i think the overall mindset needs to always be how, how can we improve and then you get to it I think what's really hard is that you find like, it's not something you can spell out. Like it's not, so, there's no, there's no playbook for team and culture and community that really isn't. It's, it's kind of, you know, in our office, what works for us definitely doesn't work in everyone else's office. And that makes sense because, you know, we're in the wellness space. So we do wellnessy things and that just makes sense to us. But, mm. you know, you can imagine in accountants and lawyers offices and things like that outside of going and get drunk with everyone, um, there's got to be, <laughs> you know, other ways that businesses can engage with their employees and create that, that purpose for your employees to actually want to come to work and to want to have that family and to want to have a community and to want to succeed for the brand as well. And understanding what our vision is, you know, trying to help our community members find a space to escape and, and foster their own wellness journey. We need them to you know believe that that's the right thing too and we need to live it and breathe it to for them to be like this is what other people need you want to be a part of this brand whether you work in it or whether you pay to be a part of it it, it really doesn't matter and all of that does come down to culture and and yeah, like you said before jeremy there there absolutely is not a, a one-stop shop a book that can just tell you exactly how to create it and i guess for us when we started build, building out our head office um, the the best way that I could describe our culture is is we're all the, we're all in this fight together. We're all trying to push this brand forward for the good of the community that the communities that a city cave is in. Um, we created four core values that we we lean on and we live it and we breathe it for every single decision within our system. We always come back to the fundamental four values, which I'll share with you. It's we have what Jeremy talked about before, which is balance, because we think you know if if you're going to be expected to work hard, then you should be playing hard as well. You should be having fun and um, and have some exciting stuff in your life as well. You can't be one or the other. Um, abundance. We want people to be full of joy and, and want lots of love, and they want money and they want success, and, and we want people that have like no cap on their expectations for themselves. Um, empathy, because empathy is just an amazing an amazing trait to have in a human being where you can care about somebody else's feelings um, above and beyond your own and then the most fundamental one for us because we are in franchising and it's a, it's a two-way street is collaboration 
we love doing we, we wouldn't be here without everybody around us we, we are a team and everybody is just as important as each other so we kind of we kind of work off those values and we've dropped ourselves right in the middle of it and we live and breathe it ourselves personally Jeremy and, and myself and and that oozes out to everybody it's not that we've read it in a book that you've got to do something like this it's just at the end of the day we're employees of the brand as well and I want everybody else in our office to feel the same as us it's not so much of a hierarchy yes we have specific job roles and some you know some are very very important and we have to make some high level decisions but you know, everybody's just super important here. Yeah, it's it's just completely equal. And I think when you talk about a brand and where they start, and you know, if you look back in time and go, how did Coca Cola start? There's always something. There's some pivotal moment that someone has a light bulb moment and goes, this is it. And for us, City Cave, me and Tim, this is City Cave is it for us. And I guess all of the core values that we found are core values that we share, that we actually have. It's part of our DNA. It's part of our genetic makeup. And um, I guess that's the that's what we've... It t- it's taken us four years to even pick and pluck these things out to get to a stage where it's like, sounds right, feels right. We test it with certain scenarios and go, oh, this is a perfect scenario for empathy. That's really how we do want people to act and blah, blah, blah. So... It's been pretty, it's actually been a really fun journey actually exploring it because it's, it's almost like an internal exploration. Mm. And it probably will always continue and improve and, you know, morph into other things as times change, which reminds me sort of your industry probably to a certain degree during COVID lockdown and so on had probably some challenges of actually operating in normal ways. In times like that, like was there one or two things that you remember that really helped you through it? other than hard work, because I'm sure you did this too, but like, did you find something that really helped, like, um, that helped the team as well to feel positive, upbeat, you know, and, and, and just kept to keep going? Man, one thing comes to mind straight away, and that's our wine and cheese, our virtual wine and cheese nights with our franchisees. Man, it was incredible. We were connecting with our franchisees like more than ever before. We were, we were logging on a couple of times a week and sitting down and we all have, you know, we would dress up in silly costumes and we would be having like a glass of wine and, and everyone would make a cheese board and we would vote on it and we'd do Pictionary and all this stuff. And, um, and I remember one night, we were, we were only supposed to be on pretty strict, like one hour, everyone can plug in. One night, I didn't go to bed till after midnight. No, Definitely, everyone was a bit too boozy and probably oversteering a little bit much. But I tell you what, we, we have connected with our franchisees on, a, on another level. It was incredible. So I guess understanding how you can use these sort of conferencing softwares for fun as well and, and to be able to, again, that kind of balancing that balancing act. And, um, and it's now encouraged us to, we've, we've taken the plunge to set up our first ever franchise internationally. So we, we've got one in Queenstown in New Zealand that we're obviously talking with you guys about. We're going to get our saunas over there and, and we, we, aren't, we potentially aren't even going to, to see the site and, and we're going to open one because we're so comfortable with this new virtual life and, and a virtual way of training. Yeah, two, two things for me. One was that exactly what Tim's saying. I think that was just spot on. And it was the exact opposite of what actually happened. You know, what happened was that we got removed our right to actually connect with anyone again. But what we did is we ended up connecting even more so and, and however we possibly could. So we had so much communication during that time, which I thought was just fantastic for our brand. And it made everyone feel really comfortable, warm. One thing that I did specifically when 
it all started to happen. I got on the phone with my grandma. I don't think we use our elders enough to understand, you know, certain things like this, like a crisis. And she was like, oh, Jeremy, this was the same as when it was the, I can't remember what it was. It was some sort of Spanish flu or something like something like that. And she's like, we were in England and we were young and we weren't allowed to leave the house and we used to have sirens every see every six hours to make sure no one was in police walking parading the streets and i was just like oh so you've done this before okay so there's no <laughs> terrible there's no terrible outcome that's going to just completely derail society and the world's going to implode on itself okay well that makes me feel more comfortable it's just a waiting game what does that look like and so we've we just made all the decisions that we could i think in in that in that period of time that kept us moving forward rather than Think, like staring at the ground almost um reminds me we we one of our offices in brunswick had uh, new south wales and during that time i would go to to work just by myself being uh, being in the office by myself and there were some some coffee shops that were closed actually most of them and a few that were open and um, i would talk to the owners and they would say look you know we we thought we weren't busy but actually like every day we buy a more um you know, pastries or whatever the head and 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 cake, and we always sell sell out. And it's that whole thing of, you know, is this an opportunity? Like, what what, what is your mindset? It comes back to mindset, I think. Um, you know, what do you make out of this? And 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 some people probably just waited for like, I I just keep keep shut, and when it starts, it starts again. But you don't have to take that approach, and you don't have to say, well, you know, we, we normally catch up in real life, so we, now we just have to wait until we can do this again, rather than. I find a solution. So, and for us in, in our team, we had daily standups and we continued them now, even though the, the office is open. And, uh, and some employees said, look, you know, it was really nice to work from home. Can we not include that in, in, into our week? So the Thursday, which is normally the podcast day for us now, um, everyone is out of the office. It's good for podcasting. It was even better for the team because they enjoy having quiet, you know, and, and just focusing more on tasks that need that, that concentration. So, yeah, I'm totally with you. You know, it's, it's, it's what you make out of it, whether it's a waiting game or whether you take also the opportunity there. Yeah. And I think you just say linked on that, that one thing for us, that abundant value that we have. And it's like, how can we do more? What, what more can we do? It's not what, what what are the things that we've been taken taken away from us or restricted from us it's what more can we do okay well let's develop the brand and do things that you know we can't actually do anything that's in that department so why don't we focus our energy in this department or the things that we can do like a new training platform a new booking system like all these different things that we could have um, easily just gone ah oh, you know what there's no point in developing right now because i'm just not sure what's going to happen it's like no way yeah hey actually one thing i'd, I'd didn't touch on when I talked about you, your guys' routine, and I really wanted to ask you: like, Do you have a focus on diet, Jeremy? You did say like you know mostly you eat mostly good, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, I do, yeah, I do intermittent fasting. Um, I have done for nearly two years now. Um, other than that, oh, I is that sort of like up to ten o'clock or twelve? So I don't. I I generally won't eat after eight p.m. and won't eat before 12 the next day so it's about 16 hours a day yeah yeah central um which i think that that, kind of works for me i feel you know less bogged down i feel like sometimes after a heavy meal in the morning i feel a little bit slower to to get to my activities or at least the pace that i want to run at for the day Mm. um other than that yeah i i guess it's 
I tried vegetarian actually for the month of July. Was that? Yeah, dry, yeah. I did I did no meat? Um, and Tim went the opposite way, and he did only meat. So <laughs> we two tried a different thing. I think with with um, food, I guess like I think dieting's got a terrible word. Uh, it's just got terrible taboo um, attached to it. But I think that um, changing it up all the time is really important. So I enjoyed being that vegetarian I, I went back to meat and i don't think that it just necessarily wasn't for me which is okay um, but the fact that i tried something different was you know changing my body giving me new things to think about and my body to try and see different kinds of performance that i can get out of it and that sort of thing yeah i think you're 100 right you do have to mix it up a lot it keeps your body guessing and it, it, it obviously i feel like as when the the word diet if you were to actually write down all the diets that you've heard of you know people are vegetarian or vegan or only have meat or whatever their scenario is there's probably only half a dozen but as a as a human body and how we've evolved and our ancestors come from different places there's probably hundreds of diets out there that that are going to work for you and i think the only way that you can figure out what's right for you is by trialing things and see how things sit you know someone on on the right side might be able to eat pizza for lunch every day for for a month and someone else can't actually have dough so it's about trying to listen to your body and be in tune with it that's why during the the month of july jeremy went vegetarian obviously and, and i had nothing but meat i didn't even have spices it was meat and um and salt it was so weird and I, I learned about this on a podcast as well I'm, I'm a massive fan of joe rogan and i and i thought you know what i'm going to give this thing a go and it was incredible i dropped weight i put on muscle i felt really consistent um but i my body started craving things that i've never craved before for example when i would walk past blueberries in the supermarket i'd be like oh i just want a blueberry whereas <laughs> i've never wanted that before i've never actually like really really wanted girl. to yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That. peanut butter on a gherkin or something weird like that wow. you know? so um, so it was really fun holding out for, it was 25 days. Um, but then by the end of it, my body, I was starting to listen to my body again. I went, okay, cool. I'm starting to have headaches and I need that nutrients from vegetables. So, um, you know, I've never been so happy to eat a piece of sushi before and then started. And now I implement, I, I have blueberries like a few times a week for breakfast. I have a punnet of them after the gym. Nice. And I think that I, I really learned what I want. I love salmon. Again, when I like thinking about it, I was, I was having mainly red meat and eggs. Um, and I just, I just absolutely craved really strong pink salmon with broccoli and things like that. So it was really interesting to, to do that trial. And I would definitely recommend for people that eat meat, obviously, to, to do something extreme like that and, and reintroduce what your body's telling you to. to I think that's, really, that's actually a really good point. And, and, and this is actually principle works across everything in life. I think there's something around restriction therapy, you know, like removing stuff, finding new love for things, or understanding over why you want specific things. I think that's actually really, and I don't think it's even a thing. I just made it up just then. But restriction therapy, I, I feel like it's something that we should utilize in everything. You know, like spend a day without your phone. Spend, I don't know, spend a night in a place where you wouldn't always feel comfortable. Go and meet someone that you normally wouldn't mingle with or, or cohort with and eat something that you wouldn't normally eat and do it religiously until the point when you realize what the fundamental things are that, 
brought you to this point, whether it's, you know, I'm, I'm there because I wasn't feeling very good or I'm here now and I'm feeling much better and all those kinds of things. So, um, well, you've actually just, you've actually just touched on like our whole business model, <laughs> you like flotation therapy is literally that it's a restricted environment, uh, environmental stimulation therapy. It restricts your, um, obviously stimulus. So coming out of a float after being in complete darkness, no noise, no, no smell, just totally a neutral environment coming out, you smell like a cup of tea and you're like, damn what is in this tea and it's like it's just tea man it's just lavender tea but you're like this is the most incredible tea i've ever had and that's the cool thing about it is you actually get to i mean we only have one chance at life and we spend a certain amount of days on on the planet and everything that we see touch and feel is our our total human experience and through float therapy and restricted environmental stimulation therapy literally what that does it actually helps you feel at a maximum level at a peak because you've turned it off now i get to peak when i come out of this and like sitting down and the sun coming in and everything's like super bright and vivid and you can hear stuff again it's like really bizarre because you you're really tapping into it like maximizing that human experience because you know sometimes it can get lost and we do feel numb because we're constantly plugged into the matrix all the time it's um it's it's that yeah that disconnect to reconnect type scenario you know, if, if you think about like to see 3D, you need two different perspectives. And what you described to, to me are many different perspectives experiencing life through. So, you know, I think this really, really helps to understand life better. Like, like I don't recommend that people just, you know, go traveling on the road with, you know, like every other, other week and, and throwing themselves into, I don't know, unusual situations. Although I know people who go out every Saturday night and find someone else to hang out for that night, but two guys, um, they just love to meet new people and they just sit sit at the docks in Wellington and this for a couple of years. But I know they used to do this and um, they got a lot of out of that. They, they love just random people who Friday night go home from work uh, and say, you know, they're going out with six pack or whatever they had, you know, so. But um, I just want to um, loop back to diet as well because I think you guys understand marketing well and the best way to market is either that you um, improve people's life or something you tell them or that you that you ensure that they you know that, that they survive survive or improve of life of, of lifestyle and that and um, if that is what drives us then change must be good like so if, if I'm, I'm I'm a sucker for talking about different diets and you know analyzing it because you know I sort of still grab like you know why is there not just one thing that works all the time for me but I think there's something to be said of, you know changing this up and then but well, we live in a world of change just because we have seasons and you know and we have different different phases of where the business is at where the economy is at where, where everything is at but you know Jake, at the minimum we, we stop at christmas you know and that's a change but there are many more changes during during the year and during the day even and i, th I just think acknowledging that is like there's no right and wrong you know just to see what works right now for you you know when you're pregnant i'm sure you will eat differently and and when you're stressed you will eat differently and when you're and you know whatever you do when you're training a lot you will eat differently and there's nothing wrong and there is no right answer but what is important is just staying flexible rather than beating yourself up because you want to eat meat or you want to whatever well it's just um, balance it comes back to the balance piece mm. doesn't it what's what's your routine look like you i know that you're interviewing us but i'd love to know <laughs> what your routine's like <laughs> it's a mixture and and um COVID was an interesting time because, every, you know, the whole routine was sort of like questions. You have kids at home, you have um, 
you have way more online line meetings and that type of thing. Um, I think what I know is that I perform really well in the morning. So I, I structure my day that way. So for the last month and a bit, I would get up at 5.30 and I would almost immediately go onto my bike and bike to work. That's, that's nine Ks, three hills. And uh, my, my aura ring tells me that, you know, I do, um, you know how there's three levels of, of exercise in it. Like, you know, I get to the, the top one just by biking to work. And that's, that's fantastic. That, that really helps me. Actually, before that, I, I sleep often on a PEMF mat, which is a, a pulsing electromagnetic field map, uh, mat that also has uh, infrared heaters on, under it. I really love that. I really, really love that. And it works really well to relax for me. So, I mean, a float would be probably even better, but you know, I, I can sleep on that. It's amethyst crystals on it and that type of thing. And that's just my thing at the moment. That's, I've been doing this for half a year now, I think. Pretty hard, but, but Man, it's good. Outside of this podcast, I want to hear more about the aura ring because I've been looking at getting one. They look good. I really like it. I like the idea of it. I like the concept of it. I, I was using an Apple Watch for a while, but now I've changed watches and um, yeah, I'm keen to get one. Yeah. We, um, are we trying to get a sponsor for the show? Is that what this is? <laughs> <laughs> I love the aura ring. <laughs> I, I was recommending this. I was asking the team, hey, how would it be if we ever all have an aura ring actually receive? For people who don't know what an aura ring is, it basically shows you how much sleep you get, what type of sleep you get, and uh, what, what your variable head heart rate is, and all sorts of things. And you know, you can even sort of monitor uh, special moments, like for example, meditation. How, how does your body change within ten minutes of few minutes? And so we recommend it to our team, wanting to look after our team. Hey, how about we buy us all an aura ring, and we and we exchange our information with each other so that we know where we're at. And if we know that someone is stressed, you know, we will just, you know, have a one-on-one -on -one meeting or whatever. Um, mixed response. Because I guess, you know, people, people would say like, well, I don't want to be watched, what I, you know, how, how I am and that type of thing. Whereas like, I, if, I would love to give this information and I do like, my doctor would look at it or, or you know, my practitioner would look at it and say like, okay, I can see a pattern here and so on, it's helpful. But um, not everyone is, is happy to share this type of stuff. Yeah. It is the future. Imagine if you can then take it to another level. Like I think biotechnology is going to be massive in the future. And imagine going to your practitioner and being like, it's not just my sleep and my activity and stuff. This is what's happening in my blood, my blood sugar levels, like all of the other things, you know, you're, um, yeah, I just think it's just so cool. Such a cool concept to quantify what's actually going on in your body. Can you, like, on the aura ring, just the last thing about it, can you, if everybody else has their information, can you benchmark them against each other? I think you can now. You can definitely share. Uh, That's cool. Jeremy, do you, do you, do you know? Um, I, I did see recently that you can start sharing best and worst or, you know, or interesting moments. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Mm. Not sure. sure. The other thinking, one is, is the whoop band. That's, uh, that's the other one, isn't it? It's, that's like the... You have that around your wrist? Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I haven't tried it. I do sometimes get screenshots in the morning from friends showing that you, you get scored on your sleep like oh, yeah. 95 like, yeah and nice. a young baby sometimes it's way lower than that and they look at it it's like still alive <laughs> i think it's quite cool and it's a really like really cool time to be alive right now because we get to experience all of us get to experience what this next phase, we actually even get to be a part of what this next phase and this uh, looks like for us and you know younger generations and the people coming through the ranks because 
I think one thing that I read, maybe it was Dr. Rhonda Patrick said it, that mm-hmm. we're going to be, our, I think it was my generation, hopefully, um, is going to be the first generation of centurions. So the first people to mm. live over 100 and, and that's a bit of a guarantee. And uh, the products like what you're talking about are the things that are going to get us there because we're analysing what we are doing with our sleep. And if we're sleeping 75%, then your likelihood of you know dying sooner is probably much higher and you know things like the whoop band and even just the apple watches and garments and stuff like that we're starting to measure and really try and refine and understand what, what performance looks like what health looks like what well-being is all that kind of thing and i think that the goal and all of that is just trying to quantify the data like you never really could quantify what preventative health can do for the end end result and, and we we obviously preach preventative health and you know it's much cheaper to look after yourself along the way until you wake up one morning and, and you're really really ill um and i guess being able to have the data to go well if i if i don't eat that and spike my sugar levels it's going to help me in the, in the long run by you know this this many years i think jeremy and i had a a, a dream at the beginning of city cave of, of a way of quantifying what relaxation and like you know floating or saunering trying to figure out what that can do for yeah. longevity and put a number beside it so then everybody that comes in you know one hour at city cave may may give you 10 hours of extra life or something like that or find a way of quantifying it to put it in front of people because if you could actually quantify it and show someone that number then they'll come religiously there's there'll be no excuses why you would not look after yourself on a on a preventative kind of measure it really does become addictive you know it's like i remember when i first got my apple watch and all i wanted to do was close all the bloody activity rings every single day so i'm standing up at my office (laughs) and i'm like i've got to do something else i've got to go for a run i gotta do this because i'm i'm not i'm not there yet and then i you know ended up breaking a couple of records on my thing and now I've created a monster I can't chase anymore. Uh, wow. I went so hard in the first month that it's like, okay, now you're going to try and double what you did last month. I was like, oh, it's no way. <laughs> I, I barely got through that month. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And yeah, we, we're looking. It would be great actually to, um, to uh, take stock of where one is at before one does a full circuit uh, at City Cave. You know, how many hours would that be? Three hours, roughly? Yeah. Yeah, and then see how how that is after. You can take days where you go to City Cave and take days where you don't get to City Cave, and then you can see the data and how your sleep patterns might be always good when there's a take of the City Cave or stuff like that. We have that with the sauna. We have one customer who's really good with it, and he would say, "Yep, I can I can certainly see something already." We we haven't put that out because it's it's one person, but there's certainly a relationship between doing good good wellness practice and. Um, well, yeah, doing good wellness practice and how you sleep and how, how your body performs. I think Ben Greenfield does a lot around it. He's one of your ambassadors, I think, for Clear Life yeah, in America. Man, he's all about it. And he, he uses the, the whoop band and the aura ring and things like that. He's very vocal about what it does for his sleep patterns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I religiously listen to his podcast. And um, yeah, I think it's just incredible. Where I think the next phase is, and it would be interesting to... Um, for you guys, you might know the answer to this, but uh, the next phase for me is like, we're doing a lot with, you know, heart rate variability and sleep and all that kind of stuff, which is all like tangible things that we know about. What about all the intangibles? Like what it actually means to say, I love you or to have a girlfriend and to be a part of a community or in a family gathering. Like what does that do for you in your life? And and how does that actually 
improve your sleep and improve your patterns and improve mood and make you not depressed and mm. less anxious and all those kinds of things. And I'm sure there's a good, there has to be a measure if that's the next phase of like what it actually means to play a game of cards with a friend and what, what does that score look like, you know, so it's not becoming a recluse and maybe closing that gap of what, um, depression, the understanding what depression actually is. And maybe it is a, a method of not, you know, being secluded and what most people do when they're depressed is they seclude themselves even more. And then is that just perpetuating the cycle of it? Um, so I think that'd be a really interesting um, thing to and sort even, of I guess explore. even trying to play with that balance, it's like, you know, you've, you've gone, we've gone down this route of social media now where it's like, everyone's more connected than ever before, but depression's going through the roof and, you know, the feeling of happiness and joy that someone gets from sitting there and talking with somebody is, is, is too much of that as well. You know, sometimes everybody <laughs> needs their own space too. So just trying to figure out what that looks, what that the healthy balance looks like yeah. and, and a way to try f- to figure that out and figure out what it is for, for one individual. Yeah, that's the that's the big key thing is the individuality thing. It's like you know, some people are a little bit more of an introvert, and that's fine. Um, and other people are just social butterflies, and they will both teeter on that edge of being too social and too recluse. And what is the what is the individual's perfect thing? And I think that ultimately, it doesn't really matter. We can bring out all the aura rings in the world, and they could be as in depth and give us a, all this a, all this crazy data, but. All it's really going to tell us is how we like. It's going to give us a, a score or a number to based on how we actually feel at the time. And I think that that's one thing that maybe is a little bit missed, and we're a little bit numb to is our actual true feelings. Uh, you know, am I waking up, getting out of bed, feeling good? Do I look at that apple and think I really want to have that? Is you know, certain things like that. Yeah. I think are going to be really important because yeah, yeah. just. I guess feeling feeling yourself and feeling that is your is your only mechanism to know what's healthy and right for you. It's an exciting notion to think that there might be a way of quantifying that in the future. I guess this biotech world is going to get this whole like you eat an apple and it tells you from a biological level what that's doing to your body in a physical level. But thinking about that that mental level of trying to quantify what that's at the moment, I guess all we can do is go off a feeling. And, I, and I, that's what we always preach when everybody always wants to know, what should I expect in a float tank? And it's the hardest question to answer because you don't want to give someone un, like different expectations based off what I've experienced in a float tank as opposed to somebody else. And at the end of the day, we just want people to come out feeling happy. You know, we want people to come out just feeling whatever this word means to anybody, just feeling good, you know, like really, really good. <laughs> Awesome. Um, I would love to uh, thank you so much for all your time. I, w- I would love to uh, finish this on a note. We used to have three questions, but there's one question in particular um, that, I all, that I always really, really interested in hearing from, from uh, everyone. And I know that can be a really long answer to this, uh, to this question, but if, um, maybe, maybe you, can, you can find a, a way to, to phrase this really short. And then something that just came up, Jeremy, um, I'll give you the question in a moment. Uh, Jeremy, you said, um, you know, other things that are not, quantifiable and I thought like laughter would be one of it for sure how often you laughter laugh per day and belly laughter is particular yeah and so I was just wondering um what's what's your favorite movie if you want to have a laugh I mean you know I wouldn't know how to answer that myself right now but like does something come to, to mind it's it's a little bit of a random question but, I've but definitely uh, got that on the tip of my tongue it's a nice quick short answer 
Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> right. I could watch that over and over again. I could watch it back to back. That or, or <laughs> Ace Ventura. It's got to have um, Jim Carrey in it. Very cool. Like uh, I would say something. After. Yeah, I would say something like old school or something with Will Ferrell in it. He's normally a good go-to for me. Thanks for that. Um, so the, the the question that we that we used to ask all the time, we, we've uh, came a little bit out of out of it to habit. Is um, what's your thoughts around why we exist? I I um, listen to. Neil deGrasse Tyson, I think that's how you say his name. And it's that, that sung true to me mostly. And it was, it was something along the lines of we're made up, we're like everything that we are is made up of essentially stardust. You know, we're the same, the exact same makeup of what the stars are and what the universe is. So, and I think what he said was, is like maybe, just maybe human beings are the first um, to experience itself. Like we were designed to experience ourselves and look at what we are. And I think that that really does make a lot of sense to me. I mean, it's a bit woo in some degrees, but I think it, it's because I look around, I've walked around New Farm Park this morning with my dog and I, I, there's a rose garden in New Farm Park. And I was just looking at these roses thinking, my God, like how cool is that? I've never even seen anything like it without sounding too gay or getting too close to it and having the rest of the park look at me funny. But I was just like the experiencing stuff and touching and feeling and seeing and looking at views and things like that. That's We are in wonder. And what is wonder? I guess it's that's, that's where there's like this critical point in trying to understand what life's about and it's in wonder. And I think that, yeah, it sounds, it sounds pretty right. Maybe we are just here to learn about ourselves and experience what the universe actually is and what this whole makeup is. And we're the first ones that we can articulate it. We're the first ones that can share it. We're the first ones that can do this. Or maybe not the first, but we are an example of it. Yeah, I think that that's 100% right. We're just a bunch of cells that have evolved to this point. And this could be absolute beta stage of what actually is the, the proper goal. And I think we're just here because we're here at this, this one point in time. And it's going to look totally different later. Like you think about, um, I can't remember where I heard that someone was talking about it. And it's like the most bizarre notion that we are just a bunch of cells in this big like skin sack that's all come together and we're on this earth that's spinning at a million miles an hour through a galaxy that's going fucking ballistic and we've created a society with cars and things racing around the roads at you know 60 miles an hour that could kill you at any one moment but we've created this like calm in this chaos and it's just the weirdest thing to think about and I think you know it's 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 an exciting time to be alive and the the world is just full of so many possibilities of what's going to happen in the future. But yeah, I think we're just a bunch of cells that seem to have aligned right at any one point in time. And two of those created City Cape. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. That was great insights. And um, I know this won't be the end of hearing from you guys. You've, you've great aspirations and it makes a lot of sense that these become all true and manifested in all around the world. So um, thanks for being one of the first to interview you. I'm sure you will be on many people's radar around the world with what you're doing. Thanks for doing such a thanks. great service for everyone. Thanks so thanks, much man. for everything that, that you've done. Thanks for having us on. And, and um, yeah, we hope to have a really long standing business relationship with you as well as personal, man. So thanks very much. Guys, thank you so much for listening to The Sauna Show. My name is Sebastian Mirau, and this episode was sponsored by Clearlight Jacuzzi Saunas. 
the world's leading provider of superior quality full-spectrum infrared saunas. You can find more information and resources for this podcast at thesaunashow.com, all one word, or on Instagram at thesaunashow. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share this episode with friends. Until next time, have the best day ever.